Hi, this is Claudia Gray, the author of Lost Stars and Into the Dark, and you're listening to The Living Force. Welcome to The Living Force Podcast. Be mindful of the living force, young Padawan. A UTV Podcast Network production. They're watching me now. Episode 185, The High Republic Phase 2 Preview, Part 2. You Jedi are far too reckless. On this episode, a Star Wars author receives his just desserts, finally. But it's a major award. I won it. Freddy reads a canon novel. What? And the Utini crew continues their discussion of Star Wars The High Republic Phase 2. If you want to meet some uh, friends of mine. And now, here are your hosts. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Hankel, and guest host Emma Park. Utini! Hello everyone and welcome to the Living Force at Utini Network podcast all about The High Republic, at least this evening. And a little bit every week. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me to preview all of Phase 2 that's coming up is a full cast of characters starting off with the guy who's got a driver's seat in his camera. It's Dr. Corey Helton. Hello. Welcome. Hello. This looks like a person in my shot a little <laughs> a bit. A little bit. It does. A little bit. This is a, uh, this is a Mini Cooper uh, front seat from a crashed Mini Cooper. I'm building a racing sim. You can't really see it in the shot. Uh, I don't want to move my camera because I'll screw it all up. But I'm building a racing simulator. This is my newest hobby. As you know, I go through hobbies faster than Wes can go through women. And, yeah! Uh, <laughs> wow! He ain't here, so sure. I, I, don't, I don't know why that just came to me, and I'm not sure why I threw Wes under the bus. But uh, anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll put a video in our Discord or something maybe later of me fiddling with this. So, yeah. Yeah, you've been working on that a long, long time, um, yeah. and I'm excited to see uh, folks. Yeah, stay tuned for more, more sim racing. Eugenie, yeah. Living Force always surprises you. You never know hobby. what you're going to get. Right. Except... With Mr. Consistency himself, he's got the beanie, he's got the camera angle, and he's got the charm. It's Dr. Charles Hankel! Hey, buddy! All of my Star Wars knowledge is actually attached to this beanie. Um, <laughs> if I wasn't wearing this, I wouldn't know anything. <laughs> also, uh, thanks for helping me figure out what happened to this seat in my Mini Cooper, Corey. Um, that was, <laughs> I was real pissed this weekend. Uh, oh, I cannot see Charles driving a Mini Cooper in my life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mostly because true. he's about... Mostly because you're like eight foot two, you wouldn't fit in a Mini Cooper. And I would could not never, be good. I could six never, foot three uh, in, a ha- in a hatchback. <laughs> Subi gang for life. Well, I'm glad uh, that you finally figured out who to put, whose name to put in the police report. Uh, but the final name for us tonight is the last member of our crew, our producer for the night, the Megan the Stallion of Utini herself. It's Emma Park. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yes! oh, that was that was perfect. I've never done that. Like in, I've never vocalized that. That, that was, was very perfect. Good. That was shocking, good. even very to good. me. Hi, everyone. Hello. Welcome. Um, Hi. Yeah, everybody. Everybody, go watch SNL. Megan Thee Stallion she killed it. Um, yeah, doing good. So happy to be here again. Um, I finally got new batteries for my lights in these bookshelves. They yes! were like sitting in my basement <clears throat> for a year, and they were dead so i went to walmart today and i bought 40 AAA batteries oh my god it was really exciting <laughs> yes <laughs> they're hard to charge yeah. all of mine in the back cost yeah. three double a's a piece so i actually finally Ooh, did the thing where i went on worse. amazon and i bought like a, a 24 pack of rechargeable double a's so i'm hoping that's what i should have done yeah but you know what but 
what has the environment ever done for you, right? Like, screw <laughs> it. <laughs> I exactly. You know what? Like, I mean, Walmart, like, I mean, Walmart only sold rechargeable batteries in, like, a pack of four for, like, $15. You could get, like, a 24-pack for, like, 12 bucks. And I was like, I mean, the environment will for- forgive a broke college student, right? Like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it is the broke college students that are really causing the downturn in the environment, not the, anyway, different show. (laughs) Um, But everyone, welcome tonight. Whether you're a broke college student or a billionaire mogul that doesn't care about their greenhouse gas emissions, we're glad you're here tonight on The Living Force. We're talking all about the High Republic Phase 2, and we hope you all are honestly enjoying it so far. Because as we're recording, uh, the first book in the initiative is out, which is Path of Deceit by Justina Ireland and Tessa Gratton. Our review is up on utini.com for a written review. And, of course, a video review is on this very YouTube channel. If you want to hear what we thought, our community has been loving this book. But we'll get to that a little bit more in a bit. Before we get there, we wanted to give a couple of announcements. First of all, last year we held our annual (laughs) Utini Awards, which are in planning for coming back this year. Stay tuned. But... We had an author of the year. It was Kevin Scott. How great was that? Oh, it was lovely. We gave Kevin the award for author of the year, and for the first time ever, we we commissioned a, a Utini trophy, and it was brilliant. Eric, wait a minute. Weren't the Utinis last December? Why are you talking about it in this October? Well, disembodied voice, Kevin did not receive that trophy until this Weak! Emma, show the great folks our author of the year holding his Utini Award. It finally <laughs> made it to England. Love it. You know, the worst, wow, you know, the worst part, it did. It was quite the saga. And even, even now, once he finally has it, he still had to buy this from the <laughs> English government. We screwed up customs, Kevin. Yeah. We're so sorry. <laughs> mark it correctly. Kevin told us on Twitter that even after all of this, this – shit show that it was to get this thing to him he had to pay like fifty dollars to customs because we we listed the value too high and oh man this has just been the most embarrassing utini saga in history (laughs) yep but it's there got it i hope he treasures it forever (laughs) all i have to say is that kevin also doesn't drive a mini cooper because he's making that trophy look so tiny. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's easily an 18-inch trophy. I mean, I mean oh, man. Kevin's a giant. Listen, at this uh, point, it's, it's at this an, point an we... Oscar, but a vaporator. That's right. Yeah. At this yeah. point, we way overhyped it. It's just plastic, and he had to pay for it. I just... It's just a... It wasn't a good... It wasn't a good thing. <laughs> we we should have done better. Like, How could we listen, have known? The government that, was going to oh, screw it up so bad, though. I, I frankly... Listen. I blame I blame King Charles now. I think if the Queen had been alive when that had arrived, I think I it would have been right. fine. I think, I think it's right. the Royal Mail and, and Listen, it's Brexit. Hip, hip I mean, and all I, that. I, yeah, Brexit. Corey, I think you're under you're underhyping the Utini. You know, it is it is actually you know, unbeknownst to you, it is actually a brick of solid gold. I know mm. because I yeah. have the That's only true. other one That's in right. existence. <laughs> so it weighs like it weighs like twenty pounds. Wow. It's highly valuable. It's at a pawn shop somewhere here in Maine. <laughs> So if you're in Maine, go buy your own Eugene that Emma had to pawn for yeah. textbooks. <laughs> well, Kevin, we're glad you received it. We have learned so many things. And again, stay tuned for the Eugene Awards 2022, <laughs> folks. Voting is going to come at some point here soon. Also, I know we talk about the High Republic a lot, but it is officially the start of High Repub Week here at Eugene. And <laughs> why that's a big deal is that not only are we talking about the High Republic ourselves, but... 
our friends on Legends Freaking Look Back are talking High Republic this week. And for those of you that don't usually watch Legends Look Back or listen to them, one, you should. It's a great show. Two, they don't talk about canon. Very specifically, Freddy on the show has literally never read a canon book in his life. It's pretty mind-blowing, And I believe, be guys, yeah, yeah, he's reading Light of the Jedi I know. for this week. And he, loves, he likes it, too. He says that yes. uh, he said in Slack earlier this week that this is very, very different than Legends is what he said, which is interesting to get that perspective from Freddy. Direct quote. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so definitely check them out this Thursday or, again, on any podcast catcher. If you're listening to us on audio, check out Legends Look Back uh, for all their episodes. But this one, I, I just can't wait to see what they're going to do. And, of course, our friends over on Star Wars Archives are giving all of our patrons, aut.com slash Patreon, a bonus <clears throat> this Sunday with their High Republic episode. And if you know anything about the chaos, that is Trev and Jose on that show. Force only knows what that episode <laughs> will be about. Uh, it's going to be about dinosaurs. Everything it, on the whiteboard. It better be. It <laughs> better be. All right. Last couple updates. Oh, also, really quickly, shout out to uh, to Jose oh, for yes! making this. Jose, yes, it, it, it's so awesome. It literally, it's it's as shiny and gold as the Utini that Kevin Scott now owns. Oh, beautiful! <laughs> it's all about the branding, High baby. Republic. It's all I about the that name. Branding. I love the name too. But I have to say, every single time, you know, you've been saying High Republic Week for like the last like two weeks, Eric, and I really thought you were just like slurring the word a little bit, like every single time you said it. Mellage. Hello, everybody, and welcome like... to the High Republic Week. We are going to talk about <laughs> Star Wars today. And Corey's like, dude, you're either really drunk or having a stroke. Corey, no last dose. All right. Um, Perform the entire up. episode with uh, a facial droop. That would be go. rough. <laughs> But what's even rougher is uh, our next update, which is our Utini Fantasy update. That's right. We did swap producers, but we didn't swap the amount of people that play fantasy. Uh, so, Emma, um, I'm looking at our sleeper list right now, and I got to say, based on what I'm looking at, um, where is your team? Are you winning this week? You're winning this week. I you am. You won. It it's is, over. I did win. It is over. Gosh, dang um, it. I mean, great I'm for you. Sorry, you were playing me. I'm now five and one. Yes. It's... um. This is actually, like, oh I've played gosh. fantasy football for many years now, um, like, ever since I could, like, comprehend, like, football, and this is by far the best start I've ever had. You're doing like, really I'm well. Super hyped. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you, you might be number one in the league because you beat Andrew, who, uh, again, has previously said, we need to take him down a peg if he loses, which we will. <laughs> Andrew, get good, son. I, I took it as a challenge, and I won. <laughs> yeah. Fine. I don't know, Andrew. Why wouldn't you start Carson Wentz against Emma? Uh, if you know, you know. But, Emma, congrats. You had a great week. Thank you, sir. Uh, I, on the other hand, am needing a Monday Night Miracle from Melvin Gordon and Gerald Everett to beat Oz on our team. If you had the glorious uh, opportunity to meet Oz and his amazing mustache, uh, maybe it's Celebration, maybe elsewhere in the world, uh, you know that you just want him to get beat in fantasy, right? You just really need it. <laughs> and, uh, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's unlikely but uh, y'all, any good any good vibes would be great because I, I really can't can't deal with next week of losing to Oz. So we hope we all do well. And even though he's not here, let me take a second here uh, to shout out Wes who uh, lost to Jacob. All right. <laughs> next up, Wes we is have catching another... L's this show. Wes is having a rough it's show. Yeah, to show up. <laughs> Wes, you gotta right. get here, bro. I'm sorry, man. This ain't right. Uh, next up is a uh, update to our Utini High Republic draft board. Um, our bracket, as it were, is is continuing. Our buddy Jordan Blindfates is is 
send us a nice little update of what's going on. There have been a lot of really intense matchups lately. And I'm just going to bring it up here and look at this. Uh, the last couple. Emma, there was a rough one for you this past week. Uh-oh. Um, your girl, Vernestra's out. Uh, no! Yes, she went down <laughs> to the hands of Elzar Mann. Uh, 20 to 12. Oh. That's a tough That's a tough break. <sighs> and then Keith Trennis, one of our favorites on the show, uh, lost as well. No. To Buriaga, which is. Uh, it's a little understandable. I voted for, I I voted for Keith, I got to say, but that was tough. Uh, closest matchup of the week. Stellan Geos lost. He nice. fell. Uh, he's, a, he, he's actually very good at falling, though. It's one of his uh, best talents. <laughs> oh. Um, to uh, to Loden Greatstorm, who just left him in the dust. So great job, Loden. Uh, for continuing, yeah, but Loden, he's yeah. not he's not loading mediocre storm, so you know that probably sways yeah. the people. <laughs> Put that on the back of Light of the Jedi right there. Um, <laughs> but next week, Loden is going to have a tough go because he's going against his own Padawan, Bel Zedifar, who just took down Zine Morala. Bel Zedifar is, I think, it's going to be hard to beat. Our community adores yeah. Bel as they yeah. should, um, but he is uh, he is an all star. So great job with that. Um, the last two that are moving on. Geode. I mean, Geode. Come on. He's going he's gonna to He's still in it? He's going to He win. definitely might. He he's definitely might. He's, he's the sentient <laughs> rock that gets a little frisky. I mean, I mean, I love Geode too, but guys, come on. <laughs> no, yeah. No. We, we honestly probably should have just like eliminated him as a, as a potential person to even be in it because he's so guaranteed to win. <laughs> just make him a judge. <laughs> he's just like looking at yeah, everybody. Right. He's like fire. the Simon Cowell of the draft. Oh, That's my correct. God. He would be so judgmental. That's exactly what Geode would do. <clears throat> and then finally, we have uh, our buddy Reese Silas, who took over. Um, oh my gosh, I just clicked away. Leox Gassi. Leox Gassi. Matthew McConaughey mm. is uh, who Reese took down. And according to Justin in the chat right now, Bell Zetafar is up nine <clears throat> votes at the moment. It's the current vote. Again, go to our Discord, go to the High Republic tab, check out the bracket challenge. A ton of people have been having a lot of fun. It's gotten pretty, pretty heated. Some nights, I've been seeing people go back and forth with, with their favorites. So have a great time, and thank you for everyone for participating. Uh, it's really just such a joy to see the entire community talk about their favorite Phase 1 characters, and I can't wait till we have all the ones from Phase 2 to love it even more. All right, a couple thank yous before we jump into our look at the next phase of the High Republic. Our Patreon community over at patreon.com slash utini. Thank you all so, so much for your continued support of the show and everything we do. We hope you're enjoying all the content we have over there. We got your early episodes of Star Wars Archives. We got your documentary. We got your behind-the-scenes footage. All kinds of great stuff's happening over on Patreon. Your support really does truly mean the world, especially our annual patrons, because you allow us to know what we can do throughout the year. You know, can we afford our server costs, automations, things that keep UGD.com going? It really is a lot behind the scenes, and you are the reason that it is possible. We thank, and we love you so dearly. And finally... We want to give you a nice reminder to make sure you get your book pre-orders in. The High Republic Quest for the Hidden City by George Mann is coming out on November 1st. And The Art of Star Wars The High Republic by Kristen Baber, November 8th. It's almost here. Our first High Republic art book. We haven't talked about it a whole ton. We will be reviewing it on the show, so stay tuned. Uh, absolutely can't wait for that one. All right, folks. Let's jump into the main part of the show where we're going to talk about a little something called The High Republic. As I would say, um, High Republic Phase <laughs> Two. Um, last week we talked all about Phase One, and we went through kind of all the books and all the characters and all the all the main synopses and all that good stuff. 
And let's, I want to go around one more time and kind of refresh folks on some of our favorite parts about Phase 1 before we jump into what we know. Emma, you weren't here last week. So uh, share with the community, what were some of your favorite parts of the High Republic Phase 1 as you've been thinking ahead to what's next? Mm, yeah, that's, uh, that's a tough one. So I really enjoyed the entirety of, of the first phase a lot more than I thought I would, actually. Like, I wasn't Ooh. expecting to fall in love with it this much. I was, I don't even, I, like, looking back on it, I'm trying to remember, like, what my initial, like, thoughts were if I was excited. And I kind of want to say, I don't I don't know if I was, like, super excited because I didn't really know, you know, we, we only knew, like, Yoda and, mm -hmm. and, you know, pretty, like, isolated in terms of the timeline. Um, but then I read Light of the Jedi. It only took, like, you know, you know they previewed, like, eight chapters or something right. like that. <laughs> And I was like, okay, I need, like, the rest of this immediately. <laughs> and, um, you know, the writing just, like, blew me away instantly. I think one of the highlights looking back for me is just how connected everything was, like, mm -hmm. with the comics especially. Um, because when I heard it was a multimedia thing, I was like, oh, that's great. And, you know, we tend to say that, like, everything is connected, but usually not that connected, especially when it comes to comics. So I was really glad to see, like, you know, the character that was on the cover of the first adult novel actually went into the comics to have her story, you know, fleshed out there. Right. And that was really exciting to me. Um, also, just, you know, the junior novels were solid. Like, there was not one bad piece of content. Like, you could find something you enjoyed in every single part of it. And I think that's what I love the most and what I'm looking forward to the most as well. Because now I'm looking at the slate of content that's coming out and I'm like, I'm excited for all of these because I know that they're going to be really solid and interconnected. And it's just, it's a great time to, to love books and comics for sure. No question. Dang. So there's the, there's like the dissertation answer and why you like the higher public, why everyone yeah. has been so obsessed with this. Um, fellas, I know we talked about it a bunch last week, but just as a quick refresher or as we've had a week to ruminate on it, uh, Corey, I'm going to, I'm going to take geode off the table as we talked. It's not fair, but other <laughs> than that, uh, what's, what's one thing, as we, you know, got away from our conversation about the higher public, did you really miss about it, maybe? Or did you really love about it, looking ahead to the next books? I mean, I am, uh... I've, I've really enjoyed the higher public in general. I'm, I'm looking forward just to, to the general continuity of kind of the big-picture plot. Like, I've always kind of been sure. really that story-driven type of person, uh, honestly. Like, reading Legends back when I was a kid, like, I was really interested in the things that move the galactic dial forward, essentially. Yeah, right? you're right. Like, I, I love those stories with uh, Jason Solo and, you know, the the Skywalker kids and all that kind of thing. So I'm really looking forward to, like, I want to I know more about, like, Martian Rowe and, like, the background of... of like these creatures, and I think I'm just most looking forward to moving moving the dial forward. Um, what is it? What's the football analogy? Moving the uh, moving the goalposts. The, the no. goalposts. Moving the, the chains. Moving the, moving the chains. chains. Moving the chains. Oh, I got it wrong. Moving the, moving the goalposts the did chains. happen at Tennessee no. over fake, fake Bama. That's, that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's right. I saw I saw that video. Uh, moving that CGI yellow line forward that they show on the TV, but isn't actually on the field. That I didn't learn until I was much older. Move the chains. Uh, That's yes, it. Yeah. That thing. <laughs> Hard same, yeah. <laughs> One of the greatest things. So great, moving the chains. Gosh, Corey coming in hot with the sports metaphors, as he always does if you're a fan of the show. You know, that's a consistent thing. <laughs> Just get ready, man. You're gonna, we're going to get all these Formula One metaphors coming in the next year. I know. Um, right. But, Charles, what about you, dude? What's High Republic really kind of done for you, and what can you wait for to come back? 
Say it with me, y'all. Stellangios. Oh no, he is going. Hey, that was yeah. that was kind of a that was kind of a sports metaphor. It was. Like it was it. a little bit yeah. of a sports metaphor. Yeah, I'm trying to keep keep the thing going. Um, no, for me, it's just it's. I think I answered differently last week, but there's so many things, and for me today, it's just how wide open this this entire era is. I mean, even after an entire phase, we've moved to a new part of the timeline yet again, and everything's just wide open, like. The only thing they can't do is kill Yoda. And beyond that, they can do whatever yep. the heck they want. And that's really fun because, you know, it can feel, even though it can feel comforting to read books that have some of your favorite characters from the OT or the PT, sometimes it can feel like certain plot points or certain characters are hemmed into certain decisions or what have mm-hmm. you. And that's just never been the case with the High Republic. Everything is brand new, and that just makes it all feel really exciting. I love that. I mean, they could kill Yoda as long as they bring him back. Like, you know, that's true. <laughs> okay. Yoda's actually, <laughs> Yoda actually, funny enough, is, uh, is, is, is consumed by the nameless. And that's actually, have you an ever seen his legs? Cloned by you Yoda. ever seen Yoda's legs? I have you seen his seen, legs. You've never seen Yoda's legs. Yeah, yeah he fights with them. <laughs> you've only seen his ankles. like three little toes. <laughs> you've seen his ankles so, and his little creepy toes. That's all you've seen. Like, you haven't seen his legs. Maybe they're like robot spider legs, like Darth Maul. You don't know. You make a great point. Well, so Yoda may be cut in half in phase two. Normal <laughs> hips, robot or, legs, normal feet. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, or the, the Yoda that we know to, you know, the Yoda we know from the prequels could be actually like the offspring of Yoda from the High Republic and Yaddle. Maybe right? exactly. that explains the weird, right? the weird puppet from episode one. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a weird baby. Imposter, uh, yeah. So Charles wants Yoda and Yaddle to get it on. That's the number one thing. Uh, I want that. Who doesn't want that? That's a fair. (laughs) Okay. Great point. If you're part of this community, you know it's Yaddle season and we're just living in it. We will unironically, and I seriously mean this, get to Yaddle later on. But for right now, uh, let's dive into uh, Phase 2 and what it's going to look like. First of all, we're getting a change in Phase 2, which honestly, as much as I love the High Republic, I love Disney books, I love Del Rey, they have not been the best at marketing this idea. Because we are changing the order of the stories. Back in phase one, it was always adult novel, young ad- or middle grade novel, young adult. Adult novel, middle grade novel, young adult. That was how the continuity happened. That's how our High Republic guide over on the site goes. It was very easy. Now, with phase two, the first book chronologically is the young adult novel called Path of Deceit. It's this guy right here. Again, this book came out October 4th. It is out at the time of recording. So, if you haven't read this yet, this is the first book chronologically. Um, and for those that haven't read it yet, uh, Charles, would you please do us the kindness of just reading the synopsis for this book as we look at this gorgeous cover on screen? Yes, but I'll have you know I'm on chapter 12. Um, Amazing. So, the Outer Rim planet Dalna has become the focus of a Jedi investigation into a stolen Force <laughs> artifact, and Zala Macri and her Padawan Kevmo Zink arrive on the pastoral world to follow up on a possible connection to a Dalnan missionary group called the Path of the Open Hand. Members of the Path believe that the Force must be free and should not be used by anyone, not even the Jedi. One such believer is Marta Rowe, a young woman who dreams of leaving Dalna to spread <clears throat> the word of the Path throughout the galaxy. When Marta and Kevmo meet, their connection is instantaneous and electric, until Marta discovers Kevmo is a Jedi. 
But Kevin Moe is so kind and eager to learn more about the path that she hopes she can convince him of the rightness of her beliefs. What Marta doesn't realize is that the leader of the path, a charismatic woman known only as the mother, has an agenda of her own, and it is one that can never coexist peacefully with the Jedi. So, that's the big one. Uh, as I said, a lot of our community have been loving this book. Um, but as Charles said, I believe I'm the only one of the four of us who has <coughs> finished it, which makes this conversation fun. Um, and I think similar to a lot of folks in our community right now. So, Dalna is first mentioned in Phase 1, Mission to Disaster, by one of Emma's favorites, Justina Ireland, who also wrote this book. But I want to ask you all, what do you think about this phase starting with a young adult novel? Just as a concept, I know this was a kind of a questionable decision, according to some folks, and some folks I think yep. are going to skip this one altogether. <laughs> um, what do you think? It's uh, very interesting. Um, I think I'm in the camp of questionable decision, quite frankly. Um, mm-hmm. I think the stakes seemed very high starting out phase one with uh, Charles Soule's incredible, incredible book, and mm-hmm. uh, it feels a little weird. It feels like we're starting a lot slower with Phase 2. Now, the story I've heard is excellent, and Eric, you've had nothing but positive things to say about it, especially... Mm -hmm. Yeah, and in the chat right now, too, we got some people that are already loving this book, which is great to see. Yeah, people say it picks up, and uh, I don't know. What do you you think? I mean, it's not spoiler-free, of course, Eric, but uh, Mm -hmm. does it... Do you think it can serve... I mean, is the hype of the book... Is it even close to Light of the Jedi in any way? Well, I think that's a great question. Um, because I think they've always said phase two, you can jump into it if you haven't read phase one. That's okay. been the thing, right? They want it to be a jumping on point. And I would agree with that for the most part. A lot of people have said, well, I'd be lost if I haven't completely read phase one. You won't be. There'll be some things you won't maybe get hit by as hard. As a person that's read all of phase one, there are parts of the book that I really connected to a lot more. And I think it's a completely different jumping on point. For me, Light of the Jedi hit me more. I like the kind of grand space opera of this, but as Justin says in the chat, I could see some people liking this more than Light of the Jedi. It's a more intimate story. It's less characters to remember, um, and it's kind of a more philosophical book with a lot more conversations, um, and it has some really great characters. Uh, Emma, we have some concept art I'd love us to, to show up um, that we yes. saw at Celebration of some of these characters that, again, might not mean as much to you if you haven't been part of Phase 1. But we do get amazing characters like the first one up here, Marta Rowe, um, who is a standout character. And I think starting this phase with a character like her, who is a much more like emotional character. She's part of the path of the open hand, not a Jedi, not the Avar Chris charging into battle with a lightsaber, you know, not something like that. Aside a character like the mother, who's also another phenomenal character who is kind of completely different from anyone we've ever seen as a leader of this path um it's a very different start so while as i said it might be slower for some folks it's kind of an interesting idea because they're like hey did you not maybe resonate as much with uh, the jedi what about a slower ya that kind of looks at the force in a different way and they might grab on totally new readers which is a fascinating concept i i think well, I have several thoughts about this, but I think the main thing for me, I I think that this is a positive decision because, you know, if people read phase one, um, I think like the only response after reading phase one is I just want more higher public. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think whether you, you know, liked the ending mm-hmm. or like that it's going back in time, I feel like that's the only response. Like, like 
after finishing out phase one, it's like, okay, well, what happens next? Um, and right. even though we're going back in time, you know, I think I think that this still builds on the excitement, and maybe we'll get some more people into YA. I don't mm-hmm. think that that actually happened, but I think that was the idea, and and I think it's really too bad because. You know, we all know I'm a huge Justina Ireland fan because yeah. I like more character-driven stories, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in my books, for the most part. Right. And um, But unfortunately, I think I'm kind of like in the minority with that. You know, um, the majority likes a more Light of the Jedi story where it is just, you know, sitting on the edge of your seat um, action mm-hmm. and, you know, you're... You know, your palms are sweaty. You're like, oh, what's going to happen to Captain Hedda Cassette? And, um, right. <laughs> poor, poor Captain Hedda. Um, what a great intro, yeah, and then I, off we go. <laughs> oh, I know. And the fact that I even remember her name. She was in, like, what, like two chapters? The of prologue. The, <laughs> the prologue, yeah. <laughs> and I remember it. her name. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Icon. Like, but, yeah, so I, I wish that. You know, they had good intentions, I think, and mm-hmm. and I wish that more people were like, you know, YA, YA good. You know, it it, it doesn't um, it, it just because it's, I don't know how many times we have to say this, but just <clears> because <throat> it's YA, it doesn't mean that it's any less of a story. And I hope mm-hmm. that you know, I've heard that the end of this book has some really large consequences, mm-hmm. and I hope that that sort of lends more to convincing people that this is worthwhile. Yeah, and that's kind of the one thing I want to say about this book before we go on to the next title, which is coming out very soon, is that, as we said in our review, the end of this book really rockets high. Even if you're not, like, like the slower books, the end of it is just very insane in a great way. It actually has a lot of ramifications that start out the the phase with a kind of massive swing. So, again, this is the only one we've we, that at least I have read fully and most people have read fully so far can just say that if you're on the fence and you want to pick this one up, you can know nothing about the High Republic and jump in. You can know everything about it and jump in. And by the time it ends, you are right back in the saddle of mm. loving the initiative. And jumping off to the next title, which is by one of our favorites here on League Force. Um, now finally getting a full-length Star Wars book. It is this guy right here. I got my review copy. I'm, 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 I'm right there. I think you see my bookmark. I'm, I'm getting there. Oh. Um, with Quest for the Hidden City by freaking George Mann. Georgie. Um, we love him. Charles, he's your OG. Tell us what George wrote uh, that is coming out on November 1st. Oh, the synopsis for George's That's book. That's it again, man. <clears throat> wow, so good I wasn't last expecting one. to in a row. I must have really crushed that first one. Okay. <laughs> Quest for the Hidden City <laughs> by George Mann. Daring pilots chart new routes through hyperspace, while Pathfinder teams make contact with frontier worlds to invite them to join the Republic. When a Pathfinder team's communications droid is found drifting in space, damaged and bearing a cryptic message, Jedi Knight Salandra Sho and her Padawan Ruper Nitani are sent to find the missing team members. Their investigation leads them to the planet Gloam, a ravaged world said to be haunted by mythical monsters. And if that's just not the most George Mann thing ever, <laughs> because y'all that know George Mann, you know that he loves his his horror and his folklore, and that just sounds like he has managed to mash all that together with Star Wars. So good on you, George. 
picked up this boy here, the Mistin Fables. If y'all, yes. you know how much we love uh, Mistin Fables flex, on this show. Oh yeah, I gotta flex this this Disney Parks exclusive. <laughs> um, yeah, love George. Um, absolutely adoring that he got this book. I, again, I'm not not that far with it, but there are two things that I want to highlight about this book. Number one, that it is George Mann getting a book fully in the higher public. But two, it features a master, Solandra Show, who has a lightsaber shield. And I feel like that could be the entire part of the initiative. Right? I Can you say that one more time? She has a what? Lightsaber shield. It's Captain America in space, Charles. Look at her space, back. Charles. She's, she's wearing it on her back like Captain America, and it's a lightsaber shield. It's, oh, it's, it's like the... the shield. Uh, what were the colon crystal shields? Do you remember those from? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Oh, yeah, colon crystals. Colon <laughs> crystals. For me. I uh, will say, I, I've read this in the book, and it's, it, it makes sense and how it how it's activated and stuff. Um, but That's yeah. a lightsaber too. It's a real lightsaber. Is it? Yeah, she has a lightsaber shield? as well. I mean, entire as well. the vectors. Their entire ships run off their lightsabers. Why couldn't they power mm-hmm. smaller objects? She doesn't exactly. throw the lightsaber shield and then have it come back to her like a boomerang. Well, missed opportunity. Not yet. I'm only halfway <laughs> through it. <laughs> I mean, she could use the force. Like, I mean, Captain America has like what, like a friggin' magnet or something on his wrist. We could use the force for that. Like, exactly. We don't need, it's true. We don't even need to be connected to the shield. Just friggin', you know. Exactly. But we get so we get these two main Jedi, and of course the monster book here. And, and Charles, I do want to throw it back to you just because you are such a uh, the George Mann fan on the show. Like, what do you think this book is going to bring us? Just based on George's previous work. Uh, for folks that may not have actually read like Mist and Fables, Life Day Treasury, things like that. Yeah, I think it it will be interesting because the Mist and Fables, I guess I can say series at this point. Like you know those yeah. those are some of the stories that are in that no man's land of like canon legends. It's like this could have happened. It's like folklore from within the universe. And this book is going to be a little bit more. No, this definitely happened. So I think we're going to see like a cool mix of the weird that he likes to pull in. That's like questionable. Like, did this happen or not? We're going to see a good mix of that with, you know, a, a solid story that beat for beat we know did happen. So I think yeah. it's going to be fun. I think he's going to be one of those people that pushes the boundaries that I was just mentioning. Like there really are very few. So I think it's really cool to bring on someone like him because I think he thinks outside the box. Yeah. Absolutely, and and I will say without giving any spoilers, there there uh, the embargo for this I believe is is technically up. It all got confused. Uh, but if you like stories about Jedi, there's also a pretty decent father son story, um, in this as well. Uh, if you've listened to our interviews with George, you know he's a dad and he loves being one, and that definitely shows. And I did want to also highlight Rupert Natani, uh, who's a star of the show and on the cover, another Jedi woman of color leading the story. Um. The High Republic has been huge about his representation since Jump. Um, just continues. And, as, yeah. as, again, I'm not going to tell you who Rupert is yet. You'll meet her. Uh, this is, a, again, a middle-grade novel, which a lot of folks kind of mull over. If you're looking at it in a Target, you're going to be like, why is this, like, four-inch-tall book uh, something <laughs> I might want to read as an adult? But I will say, um, having read a little bit of it so far, it is. it reads like a George Mann story. It is not juvenile. It is not shying away from horror. It is not shying away from, like, three-syllable words. Like, frankly, there are some verbs I've had to Google, and it's, like, third grade to seventh grade. I'm like, well, maybe in England, George. We are not doing that with American <laughs> public schools. Um, but uh, it, it's a really cool time. And uh, so for, for fans, uh, again, of George's writing, 
as a whole, you got to pick that up. And again, that's coming out November first. Uh, which of course Rupert is also a great Star Wars name. I guess Rupert Natani, like, come on! Yeah, what a great, great Star Wars name. Ba-da-da-ba-da. Like it just it just flows so nicely. Yeah. Stormtrooper, uh, a storm Rupert. <gasps> Only storm Rupers are so precise. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself for that one. But that, of course, leads us to our final uh, book. Again, there there are our yeah, it's like our final book of the wave. There are comics as well. Uh, we're not getting into all those because again, there's so many projects. But the final book of the first wave is the adult novel, ironically. And this is Convergence by Zoraida Cordova. It's being released on November 22nd. Corey, we got a good me synopsis here. Take us through uh, Convergence. I know a lot of folks are very stoked about this one. Yeah, Convergence, uh, sweet cover, by the way. I love this cover with the That's purple so lightsaber good. and the yellow and the blue. Mm. They've done mm. a lot of artistic uh, kind of stuff with a with the higher public covers. I really yes. love cosplayers like, unite. Yeah. They're often like triple toned or something like that. It seems to be a trend mm-hmm. where they have like three really oh, bright colors, yeah. but yeah, I love this cover. I think it's my point. favorite of the, of the new stuff. Uh, all right. I just uh, can't wait to figure find out. Like we've got purple dual lightsabers. I can't oh, wait to hear sick. about that. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> all right. Convergence, right? At Cordova. This is uh, the adults novel coming out on November 22nd of this year. Here is the synopsis. On the close orbiting planets of Irum in Iran, Irano, 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 Irano. We'll, we'll get the audiobook. We'll find out. I don't know. <laughs> On the close orbiting planets of Irum and Irono, the growing pains of a galaxy with limited resources but unlimited ambition are felt keenly. Their hatred for each other has fueled half a decade of escalating conflict and now threatens to consume surrounding systems. The last hope for peace emerges when heirs from the two planets' royal families plan to marry. Before lasting peace can be established, an assassination attempt targeting the couple tilts uh, Iram and Irono back into all-out war. To save both worlds, Jedi Knight uh, Gela Natai volunteers to uncover the culprit, while Chancellor Kyong apports, uh, appoints her son, Axel Greylark, to represent the Republic's interest in the investigation. Oh, nepotism. Cool, bro. Uh, but Axel's <laughs> deep distrust of the Jedi sparks against Gela's faith in the force uh she's never she's never met such a puffed up privileged party boy and he's never met a more self-serious relentless do-gooder the more they work to untangle the shadowy web of the investigation the more complicated the conspiracy appears to be with accusations flying and potential enemies in every shadow the pair will have to work together to have any hope of bringing truth to light and saving both worlds thanks for not making me read that one eric i got you man uh jesus yeah like four this planets like, and like ten names dropped in that one. This 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 sounds like the picture of a perfect Zoraida Cordova novel. It does. It sounds young adult. Like, it does sounds young adult. Like Crash of Fate, which it we does, have right here, which does. we love. It does a lot. sound young adult. It's gonna be very interesting to see uh, Cordova's work in in the mm-hmm. adult novel world because it's always fun getting people to jump genres a little bit because uh, or ages, yeah. I guess because uh, sometimes they they totally kill it. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, and I want to say, um, we, we have not talked about it on this show as we did with Light of the Jedi, but uh, Penguin Random House did release the first four full chapters of this book. Um, again, in a similar flex to what they did with Light of the Jedi, they released the first four chapters on their site. You can Google it, Convergence, Exclusive, Extended, Excerpt, or something like that. Also available in audio form. Um, or you can buy an audio form, my mistake. Uh, but the excerpt is all there. 
So you can check out Zoraida Cordova's writing. And actually, our friend Tom over at Del Rey did tweet out a couple quotes from the book uh, this past week. And I just wanted to, to read them for you guys to kind of give us a vibe of what this writing style might be because I thought they were really interesting. Um, and again, Tom edited the book himself. So these are the four that he found very um, kind of key. The first one said, Get up, my heart. You are Thylefire made, and the scorpion does not cry. Okay. My God. Why do people say wizard like it's a bad thing? Okay, a little comedy. <laughs> if I were not a Jedi, then I would not be who I am. Love that. Do you now see what comes of trusting Jedi? Hmm. Like, Ooh. four very short, but yeah, but very interesting tonal quotes. Like, Based on just obviously that long synopsis, we had some romance, we got a big war, we got uh, we had a picture too of Axel Greylark here. I want to put up on the screen because we've talked about this guy in the past. He is a rake. Uh, he is a rogue. He is other unquestionable, unmentionable things we could say <laughs> um, based on this concept art. Um, but based on just that synopsis and then the vibe of these kind of quotes, what are you all expecting from this book? It feels. Again, a little bit like Uncharted Waters, especially in an adult novel. Yeah. Mm, I um, think, like Corey said, nepotism. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, Love to see it. This, this character, he's giving me very, like, bad vibes. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Like, he... Oh, we're going to hate him. like the type... We're really going to oh, yeah. hate him. We're, we're going to despise yes. him as a character. Yeah. He seems like the type of person that, like, if you're out with your friends, like, you know, if I'm out with my... You know, with my girlfriends or whatever, seems like the type of person I would just like want to steer clear of because he's creepy. Yep. Like that, uh, he's just giving me that vibe. Yeah. Um, Can I buy you so a drink? Yeah, I think, uh, no. <laughs> no. Let's go away, sir. <laughs> Take your cape and go away. Every time he gets close to you, you have to like make sure your hand is like over the top of your cup. He's like one of those. Yeah. Type it's of guys. like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I take out my, you know, my my keys, put it between my yeah. knuckles. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, Very much like my father would hear about this. Like vibes. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a Draco good one. Malfoy vibes for yes. sure. My father would hear about this. I, I, te- yeah. I text my family my location. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see me later. But of course, um, but I mean, yeah, I yeah, I think we're gonna hate his guts. But also, like, uh, I, I. I Corey, I'm glad you brought up that it feels very YA because mm-hmm. I agree with that statement in that, like, I feel like it's going to be very romance heavy just from the, from the, you know, sort of synopsis that we got either romance heavy or, um, what's the word? Like just lustful, maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna, there's going to be some vibes like that. And I, we don't get that very frequently in adult novels. I feel like Mm-mm. the closest we got to it recently was Princess and the Scoundrel. And even then, like, we said that that wasn't even that spicy. But I feel like this one has a chance. Um, I'm really excited to see, like, what this whole situation is. Because these two planets, Irem and Arono or whatever, mm-hmm. weren't those in uh, mentioned in um, Into the Dark? The books? Into the Dark, yep, yeah. The flashback. It, that's the one. And they're already mentioned in Path of Deceit yeah. repeatedly as yes. well. <clears throat> Yeah. This is like the global event that's going on at this point, so definitely it's yeah. going to be right. like central to the initiative for sure. But but Comac, but they're not alive, right? So like right. this couldn't be the flashback. Okay, so this is like totally different. I yeah. think that's going to be interesting, and I think it's going to maybe uh, this could have the potential to add more to like Into the Dark and and some other things. And mm-hmm. I I think we're probably going to find little stuff like that along the way as we go. I'm really excited for this, and 
Um, I'm really thrilled about Zoraida Cordova getting more Star Wars because I think yeah. all of us have been saying, like, let's let Zoraida write some more Star Wars. Yeah. I'm glad we're getting it. Yeah. And they clearly had her picked for this. Uh, and then, of course, the, ne- the next project we're going to talk about also does tie in a little bit to Iron Man and Rono. Um, and that is going to be the end of phase of wave. Oh, my God. The end of wave uh, one of phase two. See, Corey, I just, just hope you you're feeling her, good. She gave her bull- bullying me earlier in the week. You're right. That's right. So the final piece of wave one is um, probably my most anticipated piece right now. The Battle of Jeddah by George Mann. An audio drama and script book. We already know we're getting both releasing January 3rd and February 14th, respectively. So make sure you go ahead and get your sweetheart the script book of Battle of Jeddah for Valentine's Day. For some reason, <laughs> it's gonna be good. Uh, I will selfishly, I'll take this one. It's another, it's another hefty one, but I think it's gonna be good. Uh-huh. It says the following: <clears throat> Jeddah, the worn streets of this ancient world serve as a confluence for the galaxy, visited by all yet owned by none. Here, the Jedi are but one creed among many, worshiping and studying the Force. From the Guardians of the Wills to the Path of the Open Hand, countless beings come to learn and to share in peace. As all of Jeddah prepares for its Festival of Balance, the galaxy still reels from the violence on Iram and Arono. All right, there it is. But after foiling a plot to escalate the war between the two planets, the Jedi believe that a lasting peace may be within reach. Master Creighton's son and Jedi Knight Ada Forte, those are the two on the cover there, I believe, arrive on Jeddah with delegations from both planets to formally end the, quote, forever war. The Jedi hope that the harmony of Jeddah's many factions, along with the signing of a peace treaty, will create a symbol to the rest of the galaxy of what can be accomplished through unity. But not all are happy with the Jedi's involvement or ready to concern themselves with peace. Rumors begin to swirl that the Jedi bring war in their wake. The distrust and anger that for so long fueled the Forever War now threaten to corrupt the communities of Jeddah. When violence breaks out on the Sacred Moon, the war that was meant to end on Jeddah may soon engulf the entire world. So, oh, wow. like, I mean, we've we've been wanting this since Rogue One, right? I mean, we saw those giant oh, yeah. Jedi statues, and now, like, we're going to freaking Jeddah. Like, this is the... It's like, I want to see that statue, but when it's standing and in pristine condition. And yes. I think that's what we're going to get. Yeah, and, and we've seen Jeddah a little bit in the first issue of the High Republic comic that came out last week in Phase 2. We do see Jeddah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, y'all, the audio dramas... Have been great. Tempest Runner was interesting. Yeah. It was more like Lorna D based. I loved it. This it still feels. Was my it was so I'm, good. I'm excited for this. I like the audio dramas. I think they're a lot of fun. I like that they're relatively short. They feel mm-hmm. like huge projects because we know how many people are involved in them. And uh, I'm very pleased we're getting another one. And especially from George Mann, too, of all people. Like, what an interesting person to write the audio mm-hmm. drama. That's just, that fits a lot for me. And to end the wave. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. it's going to be something big, right? Like, this right. this feels like... Because some of the other projects, not that they were were bad. I've loved all the audio dramas, but they mm-hmm. didn't have build-up, like, to that specific project. And this one will. Right. So I feel like they're really going to go all out. And when you throw, like, all that production value that Star Wars has at its disposal at a big story like that, yeah. I think it might be the best one we've gotten yet. As yeah. long as there's less, less coughing, I'll be happy. <laughs> there will be right? less, less cases <laughs> less of coughing. chronic bronchitis. Bronchitis. Yeah. Bronchitis, the audio drama. I'm, I'm so 
I'm so excited for for this one in particular. Like, just getting to see more of Jeddah is really exciting. And the fact that they mentioned the Guardians of the Wills, it's like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, they definitely did that on purpose. Um, oh, yeah. Also, on, on a silly note, uh, when I first saw the cover for this, I had a heart attack because I thought that was, like, Prince Caesar on first Oh, my look. God. <laughs> and I... <laughs> I was gonna oh, quit. I was gonna quit oh, no. everything if that if that was the case. But we're good. You we're fathom? Good. Yeah. Yeah. She's fine. She's she's a Jedi and yep. she has, is pure of heart, or at least purer of heart than she's or. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll definitely kill some people in this audio drama. Let's be clear. Yes. Absolutely gonna murder some folks. Um, wow. Yes. Yep. Our buddy Jared Jessica tuned in for the Zizor reference. Welcome, oh. buddy. Uh, you, you heard it. the bat signal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be absolutely incredible. And I think the, all the audio dramas, Dooku Jedi Lost, Dr. Uh, Aphra, Tempest Runner, have all been surrounding a singular character. And the fact that this is like the battle of Jedi. I'm, sh- I'm sure we'll follow these two Jedi throughout, but it's not just a character growth. It seems like, no, we're showing the battle that is going to kind of define the end of the Forever War, potentially. <clears throat> so... This takes place, we know, after like Path of Deceit, after Convergence. So we will at least get something from them. And then we get a two-month break, technically after the script book, but really a three-month break, which I think is healthy. We get a three-month uh, break. We got we to gotta also think, you know, there might be a delay. I don't yeah. know. I mean, that's kind is, of the uh, way things have been trending. Uh, that's true. true. I hope that by yeah. the time that rolls around, we're done with delays, though. I mean, how long of a break have we been in right now? Like, it feels like it's been an eternity. We've been about uh, since the higher public phases. I think it's been like something like six months. Okay, something yeah. like that, yeah. five or six. So it feels six like it's is, been yeah. a long time. Yeah. So two months because yeah, we've been or, missing it, which is good. Yeah. So three months technically between produced waves. Um, we will go from the Battle of Jeddah to April fourth. If everything goes well, we will then, of course, non confusingly at all, begin with an adult novel. Um, God. <laughs> Okay. So it's the snake order of the draft, right? It's I, snake order, absolutely. I, also, <laughs> I just want to say that this might be uh, some sort of foreshadowing that a book called Cataclysm comes out the day before my 30th birthday. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny, Charles. <laughs> oh, that's well, funny. Charles, that's, a, that's is, a great attitude, My Charles. low back is done. <laughs> this is so good to know. Uh, I can't wait to take you off for your 30th. It's going to be great. Um, I'm going to be like, hey, Charles, you read this book while you're just uh, falling on the floor. But uh, <laughs> speaking of the roguish rake who you don't want to buy you a drink, we got Axel Greylark back on the cover of Higher Public Cataclysm by Lydia Kang. Um, this is an adult novel. No official synopsis yet, uh, but Lydia Kang is an author who has previously written a short story and from a certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back. Um, but this is her Star Wars full-length debut we showed this cover last week, but y'all, let's just talk about the most important part of this book. It's a reveal that Lydia King said herself, and concept art we saw on the High Republic show this very week. It's Yaddle season. In the most legitimate way, Yaddle is in this book, guys. Hunting, I don't know why. Yaddle hunting season. Yaddle hunting season. <laughs> yaddle hunting season. Look at this. I mean, Look at this little yaddle. Girl, 
Her hair is on fire. Like this photo is. looks. This photo looks so awkward because <laughs> because she's so small. She's so short. <laughs> she's very it's like small. mostly gray. I it's like she's got robot legs above those little three-toed feet. Probably, <laughs> probably. I mean, she might. I mean, this this looks like a school photo. Like she's having a school photo taken. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, like, the old one should. Because because everybody's photo has to be the same. They couldn't like take it off the tripod or zoom in or anything. Mm-hmm. They just had to take it like it was. It is that hilarious. background though. It really is. I know that it background. is. It really is. She's got the same I mean, haircut you know. as Max's brother from season whatever of Stranger Things. <laughs> oh, my oh my god! Oh my god! Does yeah. She's rocking it. What a strange Billy. connection. What a great <laughs> what a true. great reference to Billy. I love Billy. Billy, great. Oh Billy, Billy vibes. Well, yeah. Eric, when you when you're leading into this uh, this question and you're saying like the most important part of this book, um, I thought you were going to talk about the cover. Which okay, I'm yeah, bring that back up actually. Yeah, let's back up to the cover because it is a perfect. Uh, yes. my, all of Wave Two is a perfect uh, balance to Wave One. Their titles, their art styles, but yes. yeah, specifically this cover is an exact match to Convergence. It is. It's an exact match, but actually that wasn't even my first thought. Oddly enough, go for, for it. For some reason, my brain went immediately to oh my god bisexual lighting (laughs) oh sure you've got the blue and the purple okay like i mean it's there i I don't know if this means anything (laughs) but it was like it was my immediate thought um yeah and i'm and i'm here for it i also i'm digging the you know blaster in one hand lightsaber in the other i'm a little concerned that that looks like uh you know that that Gemma's uh, lightsaber. lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Feeling a little worried about that. She had two. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to there's a lot to she like on this. Uh, there's a lot to like on this cover. Again, we're getting the like kind of tritone like imagery mm-hmm. again, which I love. Yep. Uh, he the Jedi has a blaster that's so cool. Um, looks like Power Ranger. I don't know if that was said already. We <laughs> we joked about that at some point. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Why like do you a, say that? I don't know. He yeah. just has strange. He, he has strong Power Ranger vibes to me. Yeah. Well, and Stephanie Mack in our ch- here in our chat, she, as she said, she found out the covers look great side by side. As Emmett just put up, uh, Stephanie went back and like wow, photo yeah. edited a bunch of the covers together, but they pair perfectly. And the fact that one is blue and light and one is more purple, like I, I, I arrange all my books by spine, guys. And here's the thing: there's no <laughs> way I can't display them like this. Yeah. Because they're oh, clearly meant not. to go together, and they're like almost back to back in that way, like. They are, and, and Stephanie did a much better job. I just did this very quickly. You did um, great. In yes, but but <laughs> like, oh, I mean, seriously, guys, this is like, okay, we're getting interconnected media, and now we're getting interconnected covers. Mm-hmm. Like, what's gonna come next? When Star Wars really plans it, guys. When there is a plan, it's so good. <laughs> it's really so good when it's all planned. But that is April fourth, um, and. Coincidentally, on April 4th as well, we're going to do what we did in Phase 1. Again, stay with me. All the publishing changes, everything's going to get delayed. But for now, on April 4th as well, we get the next middle grade novel, which is not Quest for the Hidden City, which is Wave 1, but we get the Quest for Planet X by Tessa Grattan, who wrote Path of Deceit yes. with Justina Ireland. This is great. Again, no synopsis yet. We know we got Batu on the cover. We know that looks like Rupert Natani, I think. Yeah. Uh, potentially looks like I would say so. You know, because Emma didn't Justina pull like Vern was in both Mission to Disaster and um, oh my gosh, the one right before that. um, Yep, Tessa Courage. She was Tessa Courage. Yeah, 
And she was well, she was in Out of the Shadows as well. Yeah, so indeed. Justina, she kind of carried her and Imri throughout all of her works. So I would say, mm-hmm. I would say that whoever you know, I haven't read Path of Deceit yet, but I would say that any of those characters are fair game in Tessa <laughs> and Justina's work. I would say, awesome. I love this art style too. It's different and yeah. new, and I don't know. Something about it is really appealing to me. I would love to see more of this on covers. Yeah. I, want to see I got what... so excited when I saw Bat 2 back there. It looks there. like a show. Oh, yes. It looks like a show. Yeah. It looks, yeah, like, it it looks like an animated show. Oh, Maybe that's yeah. what it is. It looks anime, like anime is what it looks like to me. Like it yeah. Could be anime. I agree. Yeah. I dig it. That would be I would awesome. Love, and I would of course, love an I'll... anime. Let's just get that out there. <laughs> an anime We're... set in Batu. Let's just do that. It's got to be oh coming. Um, of course, as a quick reminder, uh, review copies have been going out this morning. We have not talked about it at all on the show. Tales of the Jedi is coming in like 10 days. Oh, by the way, oh, if you want some more right. animated Star Wars, Holy so heads so, up, ten days. That's oh real, man. Yeah. Yep. They're oh, all gonna I drop. About that. Did not. That was not. That's not on my radar at all. Holy smokes. Yeah. Uh, the twenty sixth of October, so like technically nine wow. days or so. But yeah. I, I actually I saw the episode lengths come out today. Not to derail us too much, but no. um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't get our like hopes up too much as to what we are getting because I saw that. The episodes range, if I'm remembering correctly, I, I saw one was only 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, they're short. And then they're short. one ranged to, like, 20 minutes. I don't Ju- think I knew that. Judge I them by their size, do you? I mean, the micro-series. <laughs> wow, Gendy's micro-series is phenomenal, and they were, like, two yeah. or three minutes. Wow. That's true. That's true. You know, I always, like, you know, we always, we always say, like, you know, manage your expectations. People get all, you know, worked up when, you know, they see, like, the new Mando is – you know, like 50 minutes, but it's more like, you know, 40 minutes with the credits and people get angry about that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm good with it. I'm just excited to get more more animated stuff back. Yeah, that's going to be great. We'll, of course, chat about it on the show as best we can. But, there, okay, Corey, you, you bringing that up reminded me so much. So, uh, again, everyone, Disney Plus, stay tuned as we're all crying over Andor. Watch some anime. Um, <laughs> but finally, to end Wave 2 and end Phase 2. Because as a reminder, Phase 2 is only two waves. Only two waves in the past. Uh, We get what is already one of the most anticipated books because of the freaking cover. Seriously, the art. The art in this this wave, I think, is is just astonishing. Um, Our very own Kevin Scott, going back to do what he does so, so well, uh, is writing clearly something horror-themed. It's Path of Vengeance, May Mm. 2nd. Two days before May the 4th. It all happens before Celebration uh, London. Wow. Look at this freaking cover. This is also a sick cover. <laughs> so good. I freaked out when I saw this cover. I mean, there's so much stuff to look at in here. And and I think uh, this, this definitely feels like the main thing that is going to lead us into phase one. You know, the, the connective tissue, mm-hmm. so to speak, between, you know, this phase and then what we already know from Light of the Jedi. You know, I feel like this is going to be... Almost like a, I know we don't have a synopsis yet, but, you know, almost like a, like a Nihil origin story type of thing. Like we're seeing them lurking in the shadows, getting almost like, almost like if there was a story of how the final order started, that's kind of like what this is, but for the higher public, I feel. That would be I don't nice. Know, maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm digging One day. it now. I'm excited. Yeah. One day. <laughs> yeah. And as Stephanie's saying in the chat, as those that may be listening on audio, this cover does show the eye symbol of the Nile of Marquion yeah. Row on the ground. It shows Marta Row. It shows the nameless. Like, this book is giving 
very classic horror vibes, which Kevin obviously loves. And you make a great point, Emma. This is the book that gets us ready conceivably for phase three, to finally go into the last phase of the High Republic story, to go back to Avar Chris, to go back to Belzettifar, to kind of see what's going on. So, I mean, what do you guys think? Let me pull back. We talked about what it's like to have a YA book start phase two. A YA book is also going to end phase two. Um, how much pressure do you think is on the shoulders of this book to essentially get us back to the modern day and kind of answer all the questions Yoda said would be answered at the end of Midnight Horizon? A lot. It's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure on yes. a young, young adult book. Again, with what I said about the opening with the young adult book, I feel like it is uh, a, a big risk, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I felt like uh, I felt like you know, if I did have a complaint, I guess, about the High Republic in general in Phase 1 is that, like, like I felt like we got close with the way that we mixed all the different, like, uh, mediums a little bit, but we didn't quite get to the, I don't know, not quality, it's not the right word, the, the high standard, I guess, that we, we got in, like, some of the books. It wasn't spread very evenly, I feel like, across mm-hmm. all the books. Sure. So, like, um, y- you know, I-, I was hoping we were going to get away from these sort of risk-taking strategies a little bit for Phase 2. <laughs> we, we didn't at all. Like we, the in fact, we, we doubled down, honestly, on, yeah. Uh, yeah. on risk-taking stuff. So maybe it'll work better this time. We're going we're gonna to see. I'm certainly used to it now, so, like, you know, right. I just mean, you have to you have to read everything and uh, kind of follow everything. So it's going to be interesting to see if uh, if opening and closing with a young adult book works. That's going to be very interesting. And maybe we're supposed to, you know, something else you can think about is maybe we're supposed to go in and out of the phase with a little bit lower stakes. Like maybe phase two is lower stakes in general. I mean, Empire Strikes Back yeah, was. I think- <laughs> yeah, right. In a lot of ways, right? So, you know, you, you end with a lot of unknowns in Empire Strikes Back. So, you know, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think it's true to the Star Wars tradition, so we'll see how it works. Right. I think kind of like, you know, what I said when we were talking about Path of Deceit, I feel like, okay, even though I was wrong the first time, right? Like, I was like, <laughs> oh, you know, uh, you know they, they did this to get people, you know, to capitalize on the hype, mm-hmm. uh, to read YA. I don't think that worked i don't have anything to prove it but i I, I mean (laughs) yeah vibes yeah right i mean just just believe me you know um however i feel like maybe if we roll up some really good momentum here which i feel like we're going to especially Mm -hmm. given that cover i don't know i feel like maybe it's just going to create enough questions and enough desire to know what happens next to like literally force people to pick up a YA book. Like that is the point we are at, at this Mm -hmm. moment. It's like, we need to get these YA books into everybody's hands because for for some reason, people just don't want to do it willingly. It drives me crazy. I don't know if you can tell, but it's, I mean, I, I think that it's an interesting choice. It's hard. It's hard for me to talk about this as somebody who loves YA books Sure, so much sure. because I'm like I'm like oh of course they would do this this is great <laughs> news but but looking at it objectively I I do know that this is a little scary you know because it worked so well the way they did it last time yeah. it's like why I mean the, why fix it if it's not broke this know. the spectrum of why books is really wide though right I mean you have you have why yeah, books like Lost Stars which are like if you don't know that they're YA, you don't know that they're YA because it feels like right. an adult novel. Right. And then you have other YA books who are like 
really young, really, really, yes, force collectors, really yeah. young adults, right? So I, the the age gap is really, really wide, and sometimes I think it's hard for adults too, as you know, as readers ourselves, to like totally immerse yourself in a book that's written a little too yeah. young. Uh, so it's it's very interesting to see this book ending i hope i hope it works i hope it works out i hope we yeah. get yeah yeah that's where we, we are. hope we get two lost stars i haven't started you know i haven't started the first one myself so i'm interested to see if, if these i totally i agree with that like and even though you know i i do love ya most of the time there's definitely a few that fall flat because they do feel a little bit too young mm-hmm. um however it's like we also have to remember that this is like Kevin freaking Scott. So if somebody's right. if somebody's gonna do That's a good true. job, <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be him. Like I would trust him to do Our it. Our author so. of the year. Who owns yeah, the teeny? Exactly. Twenty pounds. Solid gold, as we said. Eric's <laughs> right. So as we as we look at all the phase two, and again, there's gonna be manga in there, there is gonna be comics in there, there is gonna be a YA anthology that comes out next year as well. We talked about it on last week's show, all kinds of stuff. Just the main books. I'm going to put you all on the spot. Charles, I'm going to start with you. Everything we've talked about coming up in Phase 2, what's the project that you're most stoked about? Oh, it's Or you're good, most hopeful about? It's Either a one. good question. I, I think probably the one I'm the most interested in, I would say, and this is kind of coming from the other side of the coin of everything that Emma was just saying, I'm, I'm biggest into the adult novels. Um, I, that's just how it was for me. Um, definitely in phase one. I mean, I, I loved every adult novel. It was the winner kind of out of each individual wave for me. So I'm going to say the, the latest adult novel in this series. So I'll say cataclysm by Lydia Kang and, and that's the Yaddle book. So, you know, how Yaddle book. Yep. That? <laughs> yeah. but the one that I'm most hopeful for is actually going to be, uh, it, well, it's probably going to be George. I was going to say George Mann's book, but it's probably going to be George Mann's audio drama. I mean, I, I have pretty high, high hopes for this Battle of Jeddah. So, uh, those are those are probably my two answers. All right, I love that. All right, Corey, how about you? Most uh, excited for and most hopeful. Yes, I'm most excited for Battle of Jeddah. Um, I just love the the uh, uh, audio drama like medium in general. I just love those books. They're fun projects and they're always unique and interesting. And there hasn't been one I haven't liked. Like I, I still really love yeah. to runner. I think it's one of my favorite books of the first yes. phase. At least it's, 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 it's <laughs> it stays. It's, uh, <laughs> Sorry. I thought, you, I thought you just didn't mute your mic there for a second. It was pretty good. Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Most hopeful. To anybody that hasn't listened to it, they're like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. I'll, I'll get so a little, uh, I'll get a little meta with the hopeful. I hope that the book ending works. I mean, I think that's, I'm, I'm sure. genuinely concerned about that, about that. I hope that pays off. I think it's a huge risk and I hope it works. So, you know, um, I think it will be a, if it does work, it'll be a really, really unique thing to do with this phase. And I hope we don't Love do that. <laughs> yeah, right. I hope that we get at least some continuity here. Yes. Uh, Emma, how about you? Yeah, I think, oh, this is a little bit tough, but I think the one I'm most excited for, it's really strange. Okay, bear with me, everybody. But the one I'm most excited for um, is Path of Vengeance, which I'm like, oh, that's the last one that's coming. But sure. uh, that, something about that cover got me really excited and, also just thinking about the possibilities of how it's going to connect to phase one and, and kind of like the, the so many different ways you can do that. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see what Kevin Scott does with it. Cause I think, I think he's just going to knock it out of the park. And I also hope it brings more, you know, more, more folks to the YA, you know, we're yeah. going to cross our fingers with that. 
Um, so yeah, I'm definitely most excited for that. That's also, I think, the best higher public cover in my opinion. It's gorgeous. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, excluding like out of print stuff. Of sure, course. sure. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to be fair here. Uh, and then I think the one that I'm most hopeful for would be, um, I would say Convergence. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little bit skeptical about it, um, just because, like we said, like the synopsis is it's giving YA a little bit, but I'm hopeful because I think Zoraida is a really, uh, a really great writer. And I, you know, we've all been wanting to see more from her. Um, so I'm really hopeful for that. I'm, I'm also really excited that we're going to follow uh, the main characters, at least for another adult book. Um, and the covers have me so interested as well. Right. So yeah, I think those two are, are my, uh, my safe bets there. Man. Love that. Uh, I have a lot of, of shared answers with you folks, uh, so I will say a couple here. Uh, my most excited one I'm actually going to go with uh, with Convergence. And I was, honestly, because of the couple quotes that Tom tweeted out, uh, it kind of gave me a little bit of Ronin vibes of the prose style of, like, this is not usually how these sentences are written. This is not usually how I feel about this. It's, it's a little more visual language it's a little more flowery in a way and i'm like oh cool i I wonder if zoraida is really going to be able to go with some interesting flow here and make this a very different romanticized book that is also in the middle of the forever war like if we're calling this the forever war there are some high stakes in that um so i'm very excited to actually see what that means my most hopeful uh i would say battle of jedi i have zero doubts that's going to be good though so i'm not really hopeful i'm just like freaking stoked uh, my most hopeful, I will say, actually, is a quest for Planet X. Is the middle grade by Tessa Gratton. Because I have no idea what it's going to be. I see Batu there. I'm hopeful that it won't just be a weird tie. And I'm, I'm hopeful that it still matters by that point in the initiative. Because I think the middle grades sometimes get shunted to the side as just being, like, retellings of the adults or things like that. But I think there could be something really cool about that book. I like Rupert Natani. I think she's an interesting character. And I really hope that they do something cool with it and make, again, make it matter a lot. Um, But at the end of the day, I think this whole phase is really interesting. I think keeping it at two waves is smart because, again, I've read Path of Deceit. I'm on Quest for the Hidden City. I'm excited for all these ones. I want to get back and know what's going on with Avar. Like, I I do. And I'm I'm, I'm glad that's going to be next November is what we've heard. I know we'll obviously find out more at, like, Celebration London and things like that next year. But... These two waves all seem like they're firing on all cylinders. So, ugh, it's going to be a good time. But all of you, again, that are following along with us, we're going to bring you all the coverage on the High Republic going forward. Before we get on out of here, I just want to do a quick uh, thank you to Emma for joining us tonight. Uh, Wes, has a, Wes has taken down. Oh, my gosh. You're so, so welcome. We love having you on the show. Wes has taken down about 127 animals since uh, last week. So we're excited to bring you all his stories of adventure um, when he's back on uh, our next episode, which it will say will not be next week. For the first time possibly in Living Force history, or at least in a heck of a long time, uh, we're taking a week off. Doesn't happen a lot. Uh, we are, Yeah, thank you. We're officially taking a week. Um, and then we will be back. Uh, the following week on Halloween. Uh, as of this point, tentatively, this is when we'll start talking about uh, Path of Deceit, I believe. Um, again, subject to change based on scheduling, but y'all get ready for that. That is our intended plan. But next week, take some time, read these books, 
Uh, have a great time. Tell us again in the chat and the comments on Twitter, everywhere, what you think about the High Republic. What are you most stoked about? And, uh, I mean, keep watching Andor. That's still going, right? That's pretty cool. Um, God, that show's awesome. Head over to Body Hunt. Check out our commentary on the latest episode of television, which we said was, quote, the best Star Wars TV has ever been. But for now, my friends, that will do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you support us on Patreon, thank you so much. Head over to patreon.com slash to check out how you can support our thriving community. And a special thank you to Brian Dooley, Patrick Ortiz, Earl Q, Robert Thomas, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Elizabeth Cloutier, Ashley Ingalls, and Sally and Chris Eilerson. Also, Sally, Mom, you hurt your wrist. I hope you're feeling better. Under our Alliance High Command for their amazing support. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at Corey M. Helton. Charles is at C. Hankel. Emma is at Irma Jedi 26 and Wes will get his handle back when he is at work. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, and Wes, our producer and community manager, but Emma this week. Happy High Republic Week to everybody. Make sure you go check out Legends Look Back at the Star Wars Archives for their shows this week. Thank you to Corey, Charles, and Emma for potting with me tonight. Thanks to all of you for watching, and as always, may the Force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you, always.